This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, with the Kentucky Derby just a week away, it's all quiet in the Derby front as we await the post-position draw and final workouts that take place for the big race itself. But with that being said, it is not common in a couple horse racing communities, as here in Ontario, there has still not been any wavering in the government's decision to allow horse racing to open up again, while in New Jersey... Tempers are rising between jockeys and Monmouth Park racetrack as the Jersey Shore track prepares to open up for its 2021 meet. One person who continues to have his finger in the pulse of the Jersey situation is Terry Meeks, who, if you recall, is the national manager of Kentucky's Jockeys Guild. He joined us last year to discuss a riding crop issue that was causing quite a stir between his California jockey members and the California Racing Board, a problem that continues to fester, and fester it does now at Monmouth Park in September. September last year, the New Jersey Racing Commission issued a ruling that will begin with Monmouth Thoroughbred Meet opener on May 28th that will prevent jockeys from using the riding crop the way they've been taught. Instead, they will only be able to use the crop for safety reasons. Obviously, the jockeys are up in arms over this rule, to say the least, while the Jockeys Guild is smarting the result of a denial by the courts to stay the commission's riding crop regulations. Shortly, Terry will update us on what is making us a stalemate between the riders and the New Jersey Racing Commission that could result in horses on opening day on Monmouth, but no riders. Also on today's show, I'm continuing on the subject of stalemates. The province of Ontario continues to be locked down with the Ontario racetracks feeling the major brunt as all 15 racetracks remain dark with no racing. Bill O'Donnell is president of COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, also friend of the show, love that guy, and joins us today as the Standard Bread horsemen have been sidelined by the pandemic and recently some have made difficult decisions to race in the USA. Until things change here, Bill will update us on the continual effects that the provincial lockdown is having on his harness racing community and if he sees any light at the end of the tunnel, well, we'll be able to get back to racing and he'll let us know finally well he's back my co-host larry simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting opportunities and provide a betting gem or two on some of the north american tracks that are racing today with our ponies picks of the day honest to goodness larry is hot it's going to be a great show you better get your hpi and darkos accounts ready to go for some heavy duty action when we come back my co-host larry simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent racing news it's ponies 24 7 the radio magazine let's do it ponies 24 7 the radio magazine brought to you by woodbine racetrack and woodbine mohawk park and ontario racing more from the track when we come back on 105.9 the region go from dark horse to winner Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. 
This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert in all things ponies and the picker of gold picks in horse races around North America, Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? Good, good. Um, before we get to some news, the Kentucky Derby a week away, big news potentially for the horse racing industry in this province with the bill that allows single-game sports betting in this country finally has passed a third reading, and it's off to the Senate. It's off to the Senate, and who knows you know, how long it's going to take to get it to that uh, next step, which hopefully will be the final step. And, uh, you know, maybe by the end of the year, we'll be able to um, bet sports at the same time that we're betting horses. I know Jim Lawson, our friend from uh, the CEO Woodbine, has been talking about that, that hopefully maybe October, November, before the end of the horse racing season, that's allowed. And everything that's gone on the last year, any influx of income to the horse racing industry dearly needed. Exactly. And I think, the you know, as uh, people have said, it's got to be controlled. It's got to be yeah. in the right hands. The whole idea is to get sports betting here in, in Ontario and get rid of the gray market, to these offshore companies and that, that are just taking billions of dollars out of this economy. So, you know, so why, why shouldn't the government get some money? Why shouldn't the horse racing industry get some? It's only fair. That's right. That's right. All right. One week from today, it's the big race, the Kentucky Derby, in its normal time this year after the change from the... COVID-19 and the pandemic last year, Larry, and it's it's that really lull as everyone's starting to ramp up for next weekend. Well, it's hard to believe that it's only a week away. <laughs> I know. Like, and it is. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of nice. Uh, you go on the internet and, and you're reading about, you know, how the horses are working. Post positions are going to be drawn uh, next week. And, you know, I guess they're looking for a 20-horse field again, and it's going to be exciting. They had a little bit of snow last week like we did in Kentucky. They were showing some of it from Churchill Downs. They had a little light dusting of snow as some of the horses were working out. They were working out and basically slop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't think they got too much out of those workouts. So, no, no, they'll, no. They'll get their fine-tuned ones in the next couple of days. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's about time that we've had some good news in, in horse racing. And I, I mean, obviously next week's show, it's all going to be about the Kentucky Derby getting ready for the big race and some great horses around North America getting ready. And also some news uh, out of Monmouth, Monmouth Park in New Jersey that's making headlights across the world when it comes to horse racing. Yeah, again, it's a situation with the riding crop rule and the uh, New Jersey Racing Commission have basically said that the jockeys that are going to ride at Monmouth Park uh, starting uh, next month they can only uh, use the uh, riding crop for basically safety reasons. Now, that's a wide area. What's a safety reason? And it, it's creating quite a, a, a stir, you could say, with the riding well, colony. Uh, Joe Bravo, who's been the leading rider at Monmouth now for about the past 14 years, had said that he's not going to ride under those conditions. A couple of other uh, uh Jockeys Daniel Santano and and uh, Antonio Gallardo, uh, big names that have been racing at Tampa, always ride there. They're saying they're not going to ride. So, but Larry, know. we've had a number of jockeys and ex jockeys on the show over the last number of months say you have no idea the fear and the danger riding a, an animal that size in that kind of race. 
and how only the jockey knows when it's a safety issue. Well, exactly. And you've got people sitting on these racing boards and that making these decisions for these jockeys, putting these jockeys' uh, lives in 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 disrepair. So, yeah, it's it, it's it's unfortunate and. Uh, you know, it's uh, something that the Jockeys Guild now is is taking uh, to task. And, uh, you know, Terry Meeks, uh, who we've had on the show, uh, is uh, basically being spent in his time, you know, dealing with three or four of the uh, uh, racing jurisdictions in, in the U.S., including the uh, New Jersey one. I'm with Terry Meeks, uh, national manager of the Jockeys Guild in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, Terry, welcome to the show. And... Uh, yeah, let's talk. There's a bit of a, a problem brewing in New Jersey with the jockeys, correct? Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, we've been dealing with the riding crop rule for the last year and a half to two years. And, you know, what we're trying to do is have a uniform rule throughout the country, which we think will be beneficial to everybody in our industry, from the jockeys to the owners, the trainers, the betting public, the regulators, um, so we've been trying to work on that, and two co-chairs of the Jockeys Guild is Johnny Velasquez and Mike Smith, and they've been on the forefront of this issue, talking to regulators and uh, racetrack executives and whoever else um, for the last year. You know, it's you know they've talked to the ARCI, they've talked to the Thurbit Safety Coalition, which is make up a lot of racetracks and regulators, the ARCI. And, you know, we're trying to come up with a uniform rule, but you know, for some reason they're not really listening to the Johnny Johnny Velasquez or Mike Smith or you know and there's been other riders GR Carter quarter horse jock um, Cody Jensen um, Aaron Grider when he was riding Javier Castellano Julian Le Peru and you know it's getting down to the nitty-gritty you know in a lot of states whether it be in New Jersey or you know California has been on the forefront um, but also in Kentucky and Florida um, so, but we're still working on trying to get a uniform rule, um, and hopefully, maybe you know, one day we will. Especially with the Horse Racing and Safety Integrity Act, you know, which is probably a year away from it. You know, something good might come out of that that would be beneficial to our industry. Maybe explain in detail the situation that's happening in New Jersey. Basically, the commission has stated that the riders cannot use the whip except for safety reasons. And obviously, the jockeys are opposed to this because obviously their 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 safety is at stake. Correct? You know, when you say safety, that sounds good. You know, safety only in a horse bolts and stuff like that. You can correct it, but you know, the one thing that we we've been maintaining and riders maintaining is that we'll say a turf race, a horse going, you know, weighing fourth or fifth at the quarter pole on the turf race, and trying to you know save ground and. You know, wait for a hole to open up. He goes through that hole. It's only a short period of time before that hole would close up. Most horses will need some form of encouragement to get through that hole. If they doesn't get through that hole, that hole close up. Horses make clipped heels. Horses and jockeys are subject to be endangered or even loss of life. So, you know, the riders not only think about their safety, but the horses' safety as well. Part of the issue is. The jockeys really have not been consulted, correct, on, on this? True. You know, the one thing is we've had a couple of commission meetings, and, um, but we, had, we did a public, there was a public period comment that we sent in our, our statements um, prepared by 
us at the guild and our attorneys, they had a mindset set. You know, there's nowhere else in the world except for one country, Norway, which is a a small, you know, tracks in Norway that jockeys have told you know Mike Smith that how dangerous it is just to have it for safety only, and um, you know, so it's the last thing we want. But going back to the consultant, um, we had the commission meeting, you know, with New Jersey, you know, several weeks ago, and our attorney in New Jersey, who's representing the guild basically asked if Joe Bravo and Nick Juarez, who are two prominent riders that they ride in New Jersey, could speak, and they wouldn't let them speak. Really? You know, we think that's unfair. You know, it's irresponsible um, that, you know, the two riders, you know, Joe Bravo, who's known as Jersey Joe, who's been riding there for, you know, the last couple of decades, and, you know, been the name of horse racing in New Jersey, you know, they wouldn't listen to him, um, which we think is very, very unfortunate. What do you think is going to happen in New Jersey when Mammoth is set to open uh, next month? Uh, will there be riders? The one thing is we had a board call and we had a number of riders that there's like 18 or 20 riders that's ridden there the last couple of years. Um, just informal, you know, what's transpired, what we've done for the last year and a half. And we just informed them. We're not telling them what to do or what they could do. But every one of them comes said, you know, on the call, that was on the call, even our board members saying, this is unsafe. It's not in their best interest. And, you know, for the most part, and you can see it that on the social media, whether it be Joe Bravo or Antonio Gallardo or Danny Centeno, Chris DiCarlo, and others that ride at uh, New Jersey saying they probably would not go back. You know, I grew up as a kid in, in racing, third generation. And New Jersey, you know, Monmouth Park's always been, a, you know, an icon mm-hmm. racetrack. And this is not an issue with Monmouth Park management or anything. We're trying to get a uniform rule. And I think it's no good that we, for any of us to have a rule that's, one, it's dangerous, irresponsible, and, you know, and other rules. So uh, the best thing we can do is come up with a uniform or, group, or agreement that nobody are nobody's basically happy with you know what's best for the industry and i we've been trying to do that for the last year and a half um so hopefully what comes out of it you know that they'll come to their senses you know and work with us and try to say what's best for new jersey racing and you know mammoth park you know we'll be able to open and you know we need more horsemen to come out and be be supportive of us because it can affect them as well you know, and besides, you know, what we said all along, we have to consider, we know, you know, going back, back when eight bells, you know, happened at Kentucky Derby, we changed the popper. The popper now, it's, you know, it basically is, horses are not getting cut up. There's no welts. So the safety of the horse is at the forefront. Um, we're all concerned about that. So we've changed the popper. Horses are not getting cut up. We've done a terrible job in educating the general public that the, you know what we've done in the last 10, 12 years has been in the best interest of the horse. You know, but we need the riding crop, and we we need. Do we have to work on the perception? We, as an industry, yes. We will also have to do a better job educating the general public of what we're doing and how we're doing it, and that the horses do come. That does come first. And I guess it must be frustrating, Terry, because you're dealing with racing commissions and that. And really, do they have an understanding of of horse racing and you know the the implications of you know if a jockey gets hurt or you know a horse goes down or whatever? Do, they, do they, is there any concern there? Going back to 
to the racing commission, and one of the arguments our attorneys made, there used to be there's a thing that it has to be nine nine racing commissioners. Well, there's only four right now, so there's not a quorum, and that's that's to be the decision of the of the the court. But with that said, in there that basically said that two of the commissioners had to be knowledgeable about thoroughbred racing, you know, and and that's unfortunate, you know. And again, I understand the, you know, what the commissions are make up of throughout the probably the country, well, throughout the country, I know that for sure. People need to understand and care about our industry, and because our industry is so different than anything else, any other business, that they must understand it from a horseman's perspective, from the rider's perspective, from the owner's perspective, from the racetrack's perspective. I think that's, you know, very important, and that's lacking in New Jersey, and and be honest with you, in other racing commissions in the United States. That's well said, and, I, and hopefully, you know, things uh, get resolved. Uh, as you say, not only in 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 New Jersey, but uh, you know, there there are issues in in other racing jurisdictions. Uh, you know, we had obviously Mike Smith on a couple of times talking about it. So, hopefully, you know, things uh, settle down and uh, people can get back racing. You know, the one thing is, you know, if we were to come up with a uniform rule in the United States, hopefully Woodbine and Fort Erie would adopt it as well, So, which I think would be beneficial to all of us in racing North America. Terry, thanks for taking the time and, and good luck moving forward. Thank you, Larry. Okay, then. Appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. When we come back, COSA's president, Bill O'Donnell, joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Well, the media lately has been full of stories about a potential crisis situation in the Ontario horse racing industry, and one person who certainly has an ear to the ground of the state of horse racing in this province is COSA President Bill O'Donnell, friend of the show. Bill, welcome back. Always a pleasure to have you on, my friend. Glad to be here. Well, it's a lot going on. Why don't you update the listeners what's going on with the standard breads in the province at this moment? Well, we're shut down, obviously, and uh, we've, we've been having lots of talks 
with uh, the premier's office to help people, local health people, and uh, just as of now, no answers. But uh, you know, hopefully, in the coming days and weeks here, we'll we'll have some kind of a protocol that we can all live with to uh, get back to racing. It's got to be pretty frustrating, though, eh, Bill? It is very frustrating. Very. We, we raced all last year, and uh, we had no outbreaks whatsoever, and uh, we, we were safe. We, you know, we controlled it. Uh, we had extra people around there, you know, policing it, and uh, it went well. Uh, until the government uh, gives you guys the green light, Bill, uh, how many standard breads are deciding to go to the USA to race and make money? It would be a guesstimate. I mean, maybe might be two, 300 maybe have left here, you know, for various reasons. Some are sold. Uh, some went down to race, and they'll come back, uh, you know, when, when our racing starts back up. I just read this morning in the Harness Racing Update that there was – 30-some horses this weekend racing at the Meadowlands that had, their, had at least one start here in Ontario and a whole bunch more qualifying. And that's just the Meadowlands. That's not counting Yonkers, Pocono, Harris, Ohio. Uh, Anthony McDonald, he took 60, 60 down to Ohio and Pennsylvania and New Jersey, Massachusetts. He's got his all over the place, right? Say Ontario says, okay, here's the date. You can get back to standard bread racing in the province. And a lot of these horses come back. What's the quarantine for the riders and the horses before they're allowed to, to ride again and stay at Mohawk? No quarantine for the horses, but the, the anybody that's been down there, it comes back across the borders 14 days, right? Yeah. Right now, I mean, that's the mandate. If you have a, those are things you're going to have to work on. When is it safe? Is it 14 days? If you had a, if you've had your vaccine, if you had one shot, two shots, there's so many things that have to be discussed here, right? To uh, to open back up again, right? You mentioned earlier, Bill, about the safe conditions that you guys raced under and, and Woodbine Thoroughbreds raced under last year with, with very little, you know, positive uh, cases in that. Do you think this is going unnoticed by the Ontario government? I guess it has been. You know, I, I really don't, I don't understand. I mean, we're in a lockdown, but really nothing's closed. I mean, you know, curbside pickups and whatnot, and you can go to grocery stores and there's more people in the parking lot at uh, I was over at the bank yesterday. There's more there's more people in the parking lot yesterday at noon than there ever would be on a weekday at noon, right? So I, I don't uh, I think I don't know I, I don't know what the answer is, but uh, I don't think anybody else does either. No, Bill, and I mean this is the same thing we're hearing from people in golf courses in the province and gyms. They're all so frustrated, and they're not really getting proper answers, are they? Not getting any answers. Is there any relief programs that COSA is doing for the horsemen that, uh, uh, you know, to well, try to help them out? It's not just COSA, it's it's the OLG. Right. Ontario, uh, yes, there is, yeah. They have a, a purse allocation uh, relief fund that, that uh, every owner's horses, and there's some criteria, but we'll be getting $1,000 for the month of April. That's not a great amount, but it'll feed the horses at least, right? The bill that they'll allow single bet sports betting, single game sports betting in the province, in the country, has gone to a third rating. It got passed. Now it's off to the Senate. If it all goes through, what kind of difference could it make to harness racing in this province and the kind of money they could bring in? If they're going to do, the, the, if there's going to be betting on horse racing, at least you know some of some of the commission will come back to the racing that. Who knows how big it'll be? I'm sure, like New Jersey, how big that went. They don't handle Vegas last year, and I know Vegas was down some part of the year. But if Woodbine gets to run it, if you have to come to a racetrack to bet like you do in New Jersey, I think it'll be humongous for racing, right? 
but that's left to be seen too. I don't think they have all the nothing worked out yet. I don't think you know there'll be bids on it, who's going to run it, and where they're going to run it, and whatnot, right? And, and you mentioned uh, New Jersey. You spend a lot of time at the Meadowlands. You see a lot of changes at the Meadowlands now, correct? They're racing. That's the main thing because you know they lost their state funding through there a number of years ago, and Mr. Grell took it over, and it's uh, it's pretty healthy right now, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, especially with the sports sports waging, you have to live in the province or have to be in the state to bet. You can't bet on your phone if you live in New York, right? So it gets a lot of people over to New Jersey. They they claim on a Saturday morning when the college football was going and basketball, I'm sure, would be the same thing. It was packed on a Saturdays or, you know, game days, right? Well, hopefully that handle will be huge here and help the horse racing society and horse racing industry in this province. Bill, we always appreciate the great work that you do and continue to do. And hopefully the next time we talk, we're back racing and uh, it's better days ahead for everyone in the standard bread industry in the province. After the break, Larry Simpson, oh, he's hot, looks at some racing action today around North America. Make sure that your Dark Horse app and your HPI accounts are ready to work overtime today because Dark Horse and HPI are a must. With Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, next. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering Platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Well, before we wrap up the show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without about a couple of betting opportunities and betting gems from Larry giving us his Ponies Picks of the Day, Dark Horse, HPI, get it ready. Larry, take it away. Wasn't there a song by Queen called Under Pressure? Uh, yes, absolutely, yeah. with David Bowie. Yeah, that's what I that's what I feel like, Under what? Pressure. What? You, you come through every week. <laughs> that's it. Now I'm under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, look at Belmont Park. Uh, they're at Belmont now in, in New York. Race seven, seven furlongs on the dirt. It's an optional claimer of $100,000. Uh, the number four horse, Super Stonehenge, finished third in his last race, which was the grade one Carter Handicap. Uh, Hails from the Mark Cassie barn. has worked very well leading up to today's race. I think the class drop, the good work, the fact that he's uh, raced well at the distance should have him there. So Belmont Park, race seven, number four, Super Stonehenge. That's, uh, I want to hear the announcer. Super Stonehenge. Yeah. I, uh, by the way, how many times do you mention the Mark Cassie barn and ponies picks? It seems like every week. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to start getting a little more diversified. <laughs> no, no, hey, it's Mark Cassie. Come He's on. been winning a lot of yeah. races lately. That's the thing. He's winning at about a 15, 16% oh, right now. So, really? I mean, yeah, we, we, we got to go with the hot hand, right? <laughs> so, anyways, let's go to Churchill Downs. Uh, oh, yeah. Their opening day. Race seven is uh, one mile on the turf for three year olds and upward. The number three horse, uh, Tolferis, is an English bred horse. 
making his third start off a layoff, the layoff being that he had raced in uh, England last year and hadn't raced since October. He's had uh, two decent uh, starts. He's been close in both of the races since he's in, been in the U.S. I like the jockey change today, and they take the blinkers off, which is probably uh, a good idea because if you read the comments in the racing form on this horse, he looks like he's been rank, and uh, maybe the blinkers that he had on were making him just to be too rank. Race 7, Churchill Downs, number 3, Telferis. And then I guess the final pick today, let's go to Santa Anita. Oh, yeah. Race 2 is 6 furlongs on the dirt. It's a $16,000 claimer, none winners of two races. The number 6 horse, Zorich, was actually my pick last yeah, week. Yeah, why back this week? Well, he just didn't look like he really fired last week. So, okay. Uh, it uh, didn't look that comfortable at the one-mile distance, and it's interesting that his trainer, Andrew Lerner, has put him in so quickly back in the go huh. and he's put him in for six furlongs so let's go with Zorich one more time last time race two at Santa Anita number six Zorich Dark Horse HPI get those accounts ready you heard Larry's picks he's hot lately the latest edition of Ponies 24-7 the magazine it's a thing of beauty thank you again for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7 the radio magazine if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 magazine it really is something else email Larry Simpson at theponies247 experience at gmail.com don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash pony. Stick around, 105.9 The Region, all week long. The feed with the legend and roamers up next. I'll be back Monday morning. Enjoy the races one week away from the Kentucky Derby. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.